Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. when I start there, they're like, oh, but I'm just not that spiritual. But I'm telling you, maybe you're that desperate though. Because you don't start by, because you're spiritual, you do this. You do this and then you become the benefits of the Spirit. This is, what we're teaching is born out of necessity. It's not because we're so spiritual, we sat down and figured it out. It's we were that desperate, we had to figure out how God designed it. Maybe not so much out of faith, but out of despair, you seek to find God's heart in your marriage. Elizabeth will talk about the importance of surrendering your difficulties in prayer, even when you don't feel like you have enough faith for it. The hurts from your past are confronted in marriage, and that's one of the ways God heals you. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part two of their message, Marriage Tune-Up One. can't fix them. You can't. He says, it's, it doesn't. Hey, it is what it is, right? <laughs> Sorry. What you can do is be responsible for your own walk. And when you are that, you set your spouse free. What most of the entanglements, most of the problems we have is when we're entangled with, I need to fix him. How do I get him or her to do whatever? And you can't. I mean, you, you might could twist their arm and manipulate your way, and some are better at it than others, but the fruit is accordingly. If you reap, if you sow to the flesh, you will reap from the flesh, and it's not good. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap from the Spirit. And that's why this session is first, the, the spiritual. So I'm hoping that it'll make some sense. My favorite scripture, the Song of Solomon, I'll talk to you in a second about why it matters so much, but there is... One verse in there, Song of Solomon 8.6 says, Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. For love is as strong as death, and jealousy as cruel as the grave. It flames a flames of fire, a most vehement flame. And again, many people have said to me over the years when I start there, they're like, oh, but I'm just not that spiritual. But I'm telling you, maybe you're that desperate though. Because you don't start by, because you're spiritual, you do this. You do this, and then you become the benefits of the Spirit. This is, what we're teaching is born out of necessity. It's not because we're so spiritual, we sat down and figured it out. It's we were that desperate, we had to figure out how God designed it. Because if we don't, we, we don't have a hope. But the, the beauty of it is that God did give us that. So, it says in 2 Corinthians 11 that God, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. And you heard that word jealousy in the other verse as well. For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. First, before to each other. But I fear lest somehow the serpent 
deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Please don't tune it out, because it's not at first glance about marriage. The simplicity that is in Christ is that he redeems us, and nobody else does. And when we lose that simplicity and we get deceived into being more sophisticated, and the way it, it, it plays out, then we lose so much. And the way it works out in marriage is that I know the Bible says that, but my husband's not doing it. Or, but he's not here living with what I have to live with. And so we dismiss the entire thing rather than let us drive us to the Christ who can and will change us. Does that make sense? But he doesn't. That's why we have two books up there. One of them, The Power of a Praying Wife, has been my... I've recommended it, I think, to every wife I know. It has 30 chapters, and you pray. So I pray, whatever, today's the 16th, like chapter 16. I pray it pretty much every day, you know, under grace with some exceptions. But every day of the month, there's a chapter for that. And it means that what it does for me is it places my hopes for what needs to happen in Christ. And it places my scheming, or whatever, there instead of with him. Does that make sense? Instead of me coming to him, God, how am I get him to how am I gonna get Robert to do what I need him to do? I don't do that. I say, God, and because this book is someone else's thoughts, and they're very scriptural, but because they're someone else's thoughts, I can sort of relax. I don't I don't have to judge myself and see, I wonder if this is God's will or not. I don't that book has been sifted. It is God's will. So I pray someone else's thoughts and it put my own thoughts in check. Instead of me bringing my own, otherwise, what most happens, and we all know it, when we come to God and we, and we do say, okay, I'm, I'm taking the spiritual, I'm praying to God first, and all we do is rehearse in our own head the same thing we would rehearse to him, and we rehearse it to God. God, this is what needs to happen. I pray that he would do this, I pray that he would and we stay in our own head. And even though it's a prayer, it's a one-way communication. The point of the spiritual is that God talks back. The point of the spiritual is that God changes things. Does, does that make sense? And, and, and one of the most amazing things when you come and, and put the spiritual first, not just first in today, but first in our life, is that God does more than we ask or pray. There were chapters in that book that I bawled through the, many years ago when I first started. I'm like, I, I remember praying these things like, I don't even have faith for this, but I pray it anyway. Because it's there. And I know it's like, but I didn't even, I mean, we, 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 some of us have had some hard seasons. And there are times where like, I can pray this, I don't see it happening. I couldn't even like have the imagination for that. Today, those prayers have been answered. Not because I finally learned how to tame him, but because I let go. That's why the spiritual is first, is that of letting go. We both brought issues into the marriage, and so did you. When I married Robert, I didn't even know to what degree some decisions, some subconscious decisions I made as a child affected me. I grew up with a father who survived Nazi Germany, not post-Nazi Germany. He had and still does severely post-traumatic stress. What that means is that I grew up with a man that you never knew what would either set him off into an, an angry outburst or into days of silence. You never knew. So you just like walked around trying to not set him off. And so somewhere very, very early on, I mean, I cannot remember a time when I didn't think of myself as a lesbian. The minute I had any sense of that, it was towards girls, because I, men were, I wanted nothing to do with them. I, I, did, I, I didn't know I brought that into the marriage, but I did. 
I thought, I mean, God had changed so much by the time I met Robert, right? And God did, not Robert. It, Robert didn't make me straight, God did. But God made me his first, and then the rest was a byproduct, even if I had never married. Does that make sense? Maybe it's a different issue you bring into it. But, but so I made the decision, I want nothing to do with men. And because men are A, B, C, D, and I don't want anything to do with it, I, as soon as I can get out of this house, I will never live with a man again. That was my goal. And then the other decision that I made was more specific to how my dad acted, which, yeah, I mean, most of us can like laugh and cry over the fact that we married somebody who reminds us of our parent in some degree. And so what I made the decision that anybody who will allow their mood to, to even, to sort of allow themselves to be moody, they are selfish. That was my big, they don't care about anything but their own emotions, even though it pollutes the whole environment they're around, because that's what my dad did. Now I have a whole lot more compassion for him because I understand just what he has survived and how well he did. But as a child, all I knew was, I hate this and I want nothing to do with it. Well, in God's wisdom, I married somebody who had similar traits, very similar traits, not to that extent, and I was not, but there were times in our early marriage when I became those that eight-year-old again that was just like, this is exactly why I didn't want to marry men, God. You know, this is she, what it she was. She told me that the first week. Yeah. <laughs> ten de- nine days. Yeah. Nine days, ten days after we got married. This is, you see my problem, God. This is one of But the beautiful thing about God is that he can handle that. And that he's like, I know. I understand. If, let's say, most of, for most people, it's not necessarily my route. It's other it, the residue looks different. But let's say I had said, okay, I will either stay lesbian or, or just stay single because I'm avoiding men. I would never have to deal with these things in myself and what it had done to me. Or if I had married somebody entirely different, which wasn't even on my radar, he's the only man I have ever loved. Besides, he is. But that's not because I'm also pure. It's true. <laughs> I have other problems, but it's like, he is the only man I have ever loved, and he is very much like my dad, but redeemed. And my dad is more redeemed than he was when I was a child. And so God used the very thing that reminded me of my hangups to heal me. We hope the message Pastor Robert and Elizabeth shared today has been a source of encouragement and learning for you and your spouse. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. Our mission here at Main Thing Radio is right in our title. We desire to keep Jesus the main thing in our lives and present His truth and love to our listeners with each new edition of this program. If you'd like to learn more, visit MainThingRadio.com. While you're there, we'd encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any of our messages. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well, so follow the links at MainThingRadio.com. Before our time is through with you today, we'd like to offer you the opportunity to be a part of what we do here at Main Thing Radio. Would you pray about financially giving to this ministry? Every amount given is useful and greatly appreciated and gives more and more people the chance to hear the truth of Jesus' love for them. 
Visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate to learn more. Thanks for praying about this, and thanks for listening today to Main Thing Radio.